If you're going to have a long sequence of being handed plaques, have the plaques say something, something <laughs> yeah. funny. We don't see what's on the plaques. It's just literally... People handed her pieces of wood. Yeah, it's yeah. just like two minutes of Melissa Joan Hart just walking along, just getting... Just getting grabbing wood. Just, <laughs> yeah. Getting, yeah, just, 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 gather, just gathering wood. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. What, what should have happened is we should, same sequence, but have large, massive plaques up on the wall saying exactly what it is that the plaque is awarding. Yeah, and then cap it off with them changing the school to, you know, naming the school after yeah. it. Or oh, newspaper up. headlines yeah. spinning. Yeah. yeah. And it ends. Sabrina Spell, the most beautiful girl in Westbridge. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, yeah. But instead, yeah, we get a... We, we get we get a holding wood. A sequence yeah. for too long of her being a lumberjack, effectively. Yeah. <laughs> in a pink yeah. dress. Yeah. Which Lovely. was fucking horrible. Speaking of fucking horrible, she decks Mr. Kraft. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three majestic mustachioed mummies boys review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. My name is Phil and I am your host and your guide through this wonderful journey that we call Sabrina the Teenage Witch and the late 90s I guess. We're joined by two uh, chaps who uh, are self-claimed mummies boys, as am I, because time stamp. It's a uh, Mother's Day tomorrow, yes. the, after the date of recording. So I'm going to uh, introduce these uh, wonderful sons. They are Mr. Graham Riley. Hello, Graham. Hello. I've got a pod, and I'm not afraid to cast it. And uh, I'm joined by my uh, other friend, Mr. Chris Evans. Hello, Chris. Uh, hello. I'm really taken aback by what just happened. <laughs> yeah, have you got anything that you're not afraid to use? I can't say that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please don't use it. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, boys, uh, in the uh, the day after we are recording this, it is our, our National Mother's Day. Are we are we all prepped for that? No, no. I bought the card and the chocolate this morning just before I picked Chris up and came here to record. Indeed, my, that's all right. My my folks are away the other side of the world, so yeah, he got he got out of it. Yeah, yeah okay. Oh no, I have to do it like. In ah. three weeks' time, and oh, like. so it's one of those. Got to go and see the grandparents, see my nan tomorrow as well. So I'm st- still doing things. Yeah, but I, I haven't picked anything up for anyone. Have you got to call or Skype your your mother tomorrow. Or she just has she gotten away from you for for a few weeks. Mate, she's in fucking Australia. There is no way in hell I'm staying up late just to say <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to bed. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. I've got my own loads of sort of uh, bath bomb stuff. It's what she's into these days, so... What? Nuclear devices? <laughs> yes. To destroy the city of Bath! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Depraved! Yeah, happy Hello. Mother's Day. <laughs> Quite relevant to this episode we're about to review, though. Yes, especially, yeah. There's uh, some strange goings-on, uh, strange occurrences uh, in the space variety, anyway. As in this episode, number 19, When Teens Collide. A strange uh, occurrence in space causes uh, the witching world to... Have their sort of molecules messed with, I guess, and it yeah. causes uh, Sabrina and Libby to swap personalities, and it all goes a little, a uh, little eerie and scary. What was it called? Molecular instability. Instability. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Unstable molecules. Could you want them, do they? No. <laughs> Sounds a bit like piles. In a way, piles do affect your molecular structure. They do. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what else? Like... And, and, and in Sabrina's defence, if I had piles, I'd be a little cranky. Yeah, you're a terrible mood. I watched a TED Ed this morning while while I was getting ready about uh, how stress can affect your genuine genetic material as well. Mm. There you go. 
But at least now we know stress is probably down to those darn sunspots. That uh, so, if, have you been travelling recently to Earth to Neptune? As that's what uh, that's what these sunspots are all about. Wasn't there a place called Neptune's Pizza around here at one point? I have no idea. Or no, yes, definitely. There was a um, uh, a pizzeria, a takeaway pizza place that was. Um, space themed and you could order a Neptune pizza you know like Pe- Planet Pizza in Toy Pizza Store. Planet yeah it was like that and each of the um, each of the names of the different pizzas was named after a uh, something in the solar system or in the universe oh yeah they even had a Pluto even though it's not a planet anymore <laughs> <laughs> idiots we have the final laugh and because we? Pluto isn't a planet Neptune is the furthest planet from the sun which means it's really cold Neptune's pizza would be really cold. Ooh. Uh, no, no, it's not the best name. No, no, it wasn't Neptune's pizza. It was like Pizza Planet, and they had a pizza called Neptune, which did always come as cold. It always oh. came cold. Oh, fair enough. Very, uh, very scientifically accurate then. Yeah. So you went to Pizza Planet to what? Get a, a cold sandwich. Yeah. Pretty and, much. Uh, and uh, obviously Jupiter, that that made you very gassy. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not Uranus. <laughs> no, no, Uranus just tasted horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I have been told that before, but uh, yeah. um, <laughs> wonderful. Uh, so we always uh, did. Yay, we... planets! <laughs> uh, boys, did we enjoy this episode? Hashtag planet humor, but um, well, the three of us, we are planet humor. <laughs> oh, but, uh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, did we enjoy this one? Uh, we did. Yeah. Um, oh, certainly I did. Not as not as much as um, the previous couple, I think. But um, yeah, that's all. I thought it was pretty pretty solid episode. I, I have some. We'll get into it. But I have some qualms about the whole personality swap yeah. issue. But we'll we'll get into that. But there's still some good good jokes. Yeah. yeah. As, as for a level of peril, Chris, did this satisfy you? Um, you know, a bit. Yeah. Uh, when Jimmy was introduced, yes. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. When Jimmy was introduced, I was like, yeah, there's your peril. But to be perfectly honest with you, Phil, I think. Much I've got some qualms like Graham, but I feel like that the whole thing could have been made into its own mini film. I feel like it had legs a little bit. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it can. I, it, 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 I felt it did wrap up a little too quick. I yeah, mean, obviously it it's got because it's just one episode length. But yeah. yeah, but it didn't. It didn't do itself justice. It could have been a two-parter. Yeah, or or like you know an hour-long TV special or yeah. something like that. I think. Yeah, I think that it, would have been been I, quite good. I feel like the. The, the short amount of time that they had just didn't didn't give the storyline enough to to develop and yeah. give it to all. It just sort of oh, and now we're here. Yeah, it, I think they could have had a lot of fun with it, obviously. But it's I, mean, I think it worked well as an episode. But oh, I think yeah. yeah, I think it worked, could have worked a bit better as a as a longer episode, maybe or one of their straight to DVD ones because we will cover them eventually. But no, yeah, it's a, a good a good episode all round. So we might as well uh, crack into it before it gets a little racist. Not from us. <laughs> In a few minutes, it will. Uh, the episode opens up with Sabrina storming into the kitchen to collect tinnies for the school canned food drive, much to Salem's dismay because she's stealing all of his. T- Tuna. She magics in a real big fish for him to eat, and we get to see bits of said fish fall out of his animatronic mouth. Yes. Which is a new, a new side to Salem. We've never seen yeah. uh, food fall out of his gob before. But we are back to old Salem puppets. Yeah, yeah for, for now, yeah. I was a little bit disappointed. Yeah, so obviously they're filming these in different sequences, yeah. so it's a shame that we got this uh, incredibly impressive puppet in the last episode, and now we're back to this scraggy piece of shit I said last week. Well, we've week. kind of been spoiled because... We, you know, we got the you know the wonderful new puppet in the last episode from the Kyoto uh, brothers, and 
it's the most Salem that's been in an episode in a while, uh, this this one we're reviewing oh, yeah. right now. So it really would have been a, a chance to show off the new puppet to really, you know, show off everything he could do, but instead of back to the old one. And instead, it exposes the limitations of that puppet yeah. quite a bit. Because Salem has to convey a lot of emotion in this episode, and that puppet just can't. No, no. <laughs> it was, yeah, Nick, Nick Bakai had his work cut out in yeah. terms of portraying emotion in that, in that animatronic cat. Yeah. And it's like, wow, wow. The new one is fucking awesome. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's not a adequate um, vehicle for the acting talents of Nick Bakai, that that um, old puppet. It does him a disservice, I would yes. say. Mm. And it's only something you notice when something better comes along. Yeah, you're thinking, yeah. wow, this this is really, really yeah, good. So, exactly. It's when a you shame. don't know any better, then yeah, it's fine, but it's shit. It's fine, because <laughs> you don't know yeah. that there's better out there. When you're ignorant to progression, yeah. life's fine. Well, you think that maybe that's the limit of 90s animatronics, but then you see that... It could actually be done much better if you got the right men for the job, which the yeah. Kyoto brothers certainly are. Yeah, so hopefully in our next episode, you know, we do see... I mean, like I said in our last episode, this new animatronic... Or at least the Kyoto brothers, anyway, are in charge of Salem uh, for the remaining of the show's existence. So yeah. we will see it, obviously, for most of its duration. But hopefully, yeah, these episodes with uh, crappy Salem are out of the way quickly. Speaking of getting rid of these quickly, uh, the titles roll, and she's... Uh, a geisha? Yeah. She? Oh, she's a geisha. a geisha. She's a geisha. Which in itself is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> then, oh, yeah. She Jesus. puts on her voice. I'm not going to do the voice. No. Because I'm not going to lower myself to her level. I would, but even I. Well, I we've, yeah. we've heard your voices. Your, your yeah. German one wasn't great. My yeah. German one was excellent. <laughs> um, the. Yeah. But Donald Trump was better. <laughs> but. My she... Paul McCartney's second to none. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. She says, please, please remove your shoes and enjoy the show. Yeah. Because yeah, you remove your shoes when you go to the geishas and the... Oh, I don't yeah, it's... Know. I mean, I guess, obviously, the idea is it is... Because, I mean, it looks amazing. Like, the whole sort of geisha look is incredible. So it makes sense for them in a uh, sort of wardrobe gag such as this to dress up as one. But yeah, she didn't need to do the voice. Yeah, it's a very well put together costume, but yeah, to see one, a white woman dressing like that, two, putting on that voice. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it mystifies me to this day why Melissa Joan Hart didn't get the part in Memoirs of a Geisha. But, uh, <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that yeah that uh, that role was just sort of uh, pulled from under a yeah. feet. That. <laughs> uh, anyway, still in the Spellman household, and Sabrina is going to be late for school if Hilda doesn't hurry up and drive her there. But there's a bigger problem a foot, or rather an arm, as Hilda seems to have a third arm. <laughs> Welcome to the club, sweetheart. Am I right, guys? <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, think of all the things she could do with a third arm. She's very disappointed to have a third arm. I'd be excited. Yeah, but then she's going to a um, audition for a mortal, um, yes, uh, yes. String, stringer quartet. But they're quite obviously, it's quite obviously she's wearing a big heavy coat. So there's obviously somebody tucked under the coat, just sticking their arm out. But it, it, it's, it's still very well executed. I oh, think. absolutely. As yeah. is uh, Zelda coming down the stairs with one arm because Hilda's. Uh, Zelda's arm has transferred itself onto Hilda's. That's what's happened here. With, yeah. with the sleeve, I think this is a very important yes. detail. Obviously, the sleeve and the arm, that, that has been transported onto Hilda, so there is no sleeve attached to Zelda's top. Nice little bit of detail yeah. that some people would have overlooked. Yeah, yes. no, we saw it, because cause we're, we're pros now, we're pros, aren't we? Yeah, um, yeah no, it was a very nice touch, because uh, obviously she didn't notice it at first, and like it's because it was it was 
attached to her holding her violin case, didn't yes. she? So it was it was hidden for a little bit, and then when it came into uh, to shot, and then Zelda to come down pissed off that she's only got one arm. Like, is Zelda you've only got one arm? I know, I've got two pairs of working eyes. Yeah. Two pairs, one two pair of working eyes. Two pairs of working eyes. <laughs> she's stolen someone's eyes! Oh, shit! Dear Lord! She wasn't even wearing her glasses. Um, <laughs> yeah, so she's... Uh, so, um, so Zelda thinks she knows what's up, so she runs downstairs, and uh, she turns on the TV, on uh, specifically on the Witch's Channel. Yeah, we've seen the Witch's Channel before, which is a rip-off, Hilda says, at nineteen ninety nine a month. Yeah. What? Mm. That is a rip- 20 books a month yeah. for one TV channel. Fucking hell, well, get she, Sky. She said 1999 a month. She didn't say the currency. It would be Coins of the Realm, presumably. Oh, of course. So, oh, yeah. I mean, don't know the exchange rates. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Although we, we have seen that, I think, more Coins of the Realm. Yes. There's, there's quite a lot of Coins of the Realm in a dollar. So, actually, probably not that It, it could be on the cheap, or yeah. they could Unless be getting robbed. Unless it's 1999, and that's 1,999 Coins of the Realm. That's quite possible. That's, that is yes. very possible. Yes, I didn't put the subtitles on, so I didn't see where the uh, the decimal point was. No, so that's no. very, very true, yeah. Mm. I mean, it's worth it alone for Richard Langston. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but for, I was hoping Richard Langston would be would be presenting this, uh, well, this the, news bulletin. He may have been presenting the news, but it was the weather. It was the weather that we went to. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. what's happening is, on the uh, this latest feature, the breaking news on the uh, Witches Channel, it seems that sunspots will be affecting the entire inner half of the solar system, which in turn will cause molecular instability. Stability. Hilda wants it fixed and she's auditioning for a string trio so she needs it doing very very quickly but Zelda has to look up the spell first. Sabrina is worried that she'll be affected but because she's a uh, harfy there's no way of knowing if she will or not be affected. Guess we'll have to wait and see. Hmm. So again this is it's interesting for Hilda and Zelda to be because they're, they're more concerned these days because they're quite calm. Well, I say calm to a degree about molecular instability because they know it will affect them and they can do something about it. But mm, they're never sure about how Sabrina will be affected in these situations. And if it does affect, they will be out and about, i.e., at school, and they're not there to advise. Then Sabrina will be completely caught cold by it and not know what to do. Yeah, so, I, I, I'd say that's enough to keep Sabrina off school until the sunspots have passed. If you yeah, ask me, yeah, just, 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 yeah, you just ring up the school and say she's got the shits, wouldn't you? You know, it's. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you don't know how it's going to affect some affect you. Then don't go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, because it's it's common sense. Yeah, who cares if you miss social studies, maths, and English, and for one day, no one <laughs> like, needs that shit. No, not not for one day anyway. Just leave it. And instead, they let her go to school, and guess what happens? Yes. Well, I say we have to wait and see if she'll be affected, but we don't have to wait much longer because Sabrina's hair falls out uh, whilst maniacally shaking the cans out of her backpack. Yeah. Valerie is shocked and tries to do the same, which was funny. She starts yeah, shaking just, her hair. Just seeing Valerie headbanging. <laughs> yeah. As it's doing the quite rocking change scene music as well. So oh, it's yeah. like she's headbanging to the music. I like that. Yeah, it was a nice yeah, touch. I'm not going to lie to you both. I didn't really see what happened. Or it was. It, 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 her hair it, kind of moved to the side of her head. It wasn't. It wasn't obvious enough it was obvious when it fell out in, yeah. in, the, in the next scene yeah I, I, I got the falling out of the hair but I didn't see the the, the change in it the can, hair yeah it prior. kind of moved to the side of her head to the side and to the front-ish uh, she runs away from Valerie and when Harvey bumps into her she tells him it's a wig he offers her duct tape if she wants to fix it back on yes lad <laughs> yes. every bloke in the 90s had duct tape that that is just fact was it was it a 
a, an advancement at this time, was it? Was... Um, I, I don't know the history of duct tape, I'm afraid. <laughs> the history of duct tape is this. It was originally made as uh, tape, and then it was made to be very strong tape. That is duct tape. Well, there but, we go. You heard it here, folks. But when in history it came to be, that, I don't know. Mm. I don't know how new it was in the 90s. Meanwhile, it seems that Libby has collected the most cans, but Mr. Kraft is surprisingly not interested, as he sees charity as being un-American. Yes, he says they may do that in red China. <laughs> yeah. Later on, yeah. Yeah, well, this is the thing, right? Uh, charity is un-American, yeah? Well, actually, no, it's not. So, when Columbus landed in America, he thought he'd landed in uh, India, and therefore that's why you call, they called Native Americans Indians. Yeah. That, you know, and when you get something wrong, you just keep going and doing it anyway. Yeah. And it was, in fact, the Native Americans who were charitable towards them and said, y- you know what, yeah, you, you guys stay here, we're just, we'll, we'll be all right. We'll that bugger is, off. That, yeah. is our, that is us giving you charity. So, in actual fact, America, charitable. Yeah, the foundations of America are charitable. Mr. Kraft, Mr. Kraft doesn't know he's BC, does he? They didn't just bugger off, though. They fought over the land for the next several hundred years. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they didn't lie and on the after that, yeah. And then <laughs> after that. I'll, I'll tell you why charity is American. America, the American state does fuck all to help people, so the only way, unfortunate people can get by is from charitable donations, because the actual sort of state-obligated provision to its citizens is non-existent. So charity is the most American thing ever, in fact. Mm. So, uh, so yeah, so Mr. Kraft thinks that uh, charity is un-American, but he changes his tune when Libby suggests turning it into a bloodthirsty competition, and so the battle commences. Oh, and Sabrina's hair finds a way onto her shoulder. Ew. Ew. How could a can drive be turned into a competition? I don't even... Why have a competition? There's no fucking point. Because America is a um, an individualistic um, culture, at least in the eyes of Mr. Kraft anyway, where one must... Everything must be a competition. Competition is good. Competition drives people to excellence. That is what they believe. Uh, and so the person who finds the most cans will receive a prize. A and lovely prize. A lovely prize. And that's the only way people can be motivated to do these things for personal reward because that is what America is all about. We jump back home and Hilda's audition went well. Well enough for the rest of the violinists to pop over tomorrow to make sure that she's not crazy. However, it turns out that those darn sunspots disturbed them at molecules of everyday household items as well. And she sits on the sofa and is almost eaten. Oh, we've all been there. We've all sat on a really saggy couch before. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Sadly, it's not the talking furniture anymore. So. It's not. You would be eaten by those. So it didn't go... Nom, 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 nom. That's what I wanted to see. <laughs> Hilda just getting eaten. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> My question is, how did they do that? Did they make the sofa bigger? Or did they... Because ha- it looked like Hilda was shrinking, but she wasn't shrinking. Was the sofa getting bigger? Or did they just cut a hole out? I think they hollowed it out so she sunk when she sat. I think. I think the couch was hollow, and when she sat down, someone stuck their arm through the couch and just pulled her down <laughs> by her trousers and just pulled her in. <laughs> um, embarrassing, tragic story. I went to uh, a soft play area when I was little, and um, you shit yourself. No, no, not that embarrassing. Um, so I went in it for a kid's a friend's party, and there was a sort of a spongy. Um, like donut shapes so it had a hole in the middle yeah. and I sat in the middle of it obviously fell in and got stuck was stuck for the entire party oh, inside mate. this donut shape nobody so, helped you out they were they, no they were just all laughing at me and the parents oh. were nowhere to be seen because they were in the calf. 
Um, so I spent the whole duration of that 45 minutes, 60 minutes slot of playing uh, just with my legs in the air crying. Oh. How did you get out? Um, one of the parents who told us that lunch was being served eventually got me out and it took her like 10 seconds to get me out. <laughs> uh, didn't have to call the fire brigade then. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Didn't have to get any butter and sort of lube me out. <laughs> Yeah, that was uh, oh, yeah, so that was a bit tragic. That, that was grim. What year may that have been? May it have been 1998? It, it was about that age, yeah. 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 But then uh, one of the girls that didn't help me get out of that, well, we went on a park once and she got stuck in a child's swing. You know, the ones that are kind of like a... Oh, with the one with the guard? Yeah, yeah like sitting. the scene yeah, you put your yeah, legs yeah, through. Yeah. yeah, she got stuck in one of them. And you didn't help her? Oh, no, we all ran off. I thought. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. How does it feel? Yeah, yeah. serves you right bitch <laughs> yeah so she she laughed at me so I laughed at her and when she cried um, you know you, like you, a maniac it you, was licked her, you licked her tears from her face <laughs> yeah back in school and Serena suggests kindly talking to Libby to end the competition whilst Valley suggests murdering her with a can who? Valerie <laughs> does she? I didn't catch that did you? no no because well you laughed because she said like um, why don't we sort of get some of the cans off her and then Valerie says um, and then hit her with one. Oh yeah. <laughs> so what well, was Sabrina? Valerie's getting a bit confident, a bit cocky, a bit her... murderous. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. A bit questionable. We, we, she's already had childhood traumas. Yeah. This isn't the way to go about it, though. No. But yeah, she wants to. She wants to twat Libby's head in with her. With a maybe can she of, needs can of to fish. see a counselor or something. Mm. Maybe. Not a camp counselor. No, 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 all no, those memories. no, no. Suddenly, Sabrina and Libby bash into each other, naturally, in the corridor, and in a twist to the typical Freaky Friday body swap theme, it seems that they both have their personalities swapped. And their personalities are represented by these uh, sort of... Well, Sabrina's is kind of like sparkles, isn't it? It's kind yeah, of sort like of whitey sp- and sparkles. And yeah. is a really sinister black and red cloud. Yeah. And, Which uh, I really enjoyed, because it sort of... It, it, it reminded me of TV series since then because if you look at um, Supernat- TV series Supernatural, for example, when uh, when a demon leaves a vessel's body, it's a black cloud of smoke that leaves, mm-hmm. and then um, angels, when you they get their graces drained, that's a bright white sort of uh, thing as well. So I, I really like that. It's sort of oh yeah, good versus evil, yin and yeah, yang, super loving this, supernatural. Yeah, and it was good. Natural things. Yeah. Same universe. So. <gasps> wow. Wow. Yeah, because there are witches in that, and there are good witches and bad witches. So yeah, yeah, and demons. <gasps> Libby's a demon. <laughs> Nailed it. Libby is a demon, or possessed by a demon, which Sabrina, which then transferred yeah. itself into Sabrina's body. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a dark subplot to this yeah. that we're laughing about, but good grief, someone yeah. needs to help her. She needs. She needs an exorcism. Yeah, <laughs> so she, she needs. needs. <laughs> Before she starts fingering herself with a crucifix. Exactly. <laughs> don't want to escalate it that much. You don't finger yourself with a crucifix. You use a crucifix as you a crucifix. A, yeah, you know finger. what I mean. Yeah. Though. No. Well, <laughs> well you, you 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 penetrate yourself with a crucifix. Fud yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you, you 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 ride the crucifix until the kingdom come. <laughs> oh. Anyway. <laughs> Enough of that. Enough. Um, <laughs> God, Jesus. But I did like. Um, yeah, when when I first saw them, I don't know, I guess when I first saw them swap personalities, I was thinking, oh, I don't really want it to be a like I said, like a Freaky Friday where they're just in each other's bodies. I thought oh, that's that's too similar to obviously it's an unoriginal. However, I did like that they remain the same person. It's just their personalities changed. Yeah, they, and they, they didn't don't... they didn't acknowledge the change. I think that what that's what I enjoyed. And when they return to 
when their personalities return to the correct bodies, they do remember what they've been doing, but they kind of can't understand why they were doing it. Yeah, which is which is good. Yeah, so it's, it's, so it's good that they they don't sense a change in their personality. Yeah. It's just it's as if it's just another day who, are they, who yeah. they've always been. So I did like that anyway. Serena is in the cafeteria while, uh, with Harvey talking about how awful and clingy Valerie is, and Valerie gets a bit a bit upset. Didn't she? I I felt really terrible in this because we know how fragile Valerie's confidence is. Yeah, and you know urges to bludgeon Libby aside she is lovely um and yeah it was really sort of like we've seen a growing confidence we've seen her sort of become a lot more comfortable especially around Sabrina and Harvey you know she doesn't question anymore that they're her best friends she knows that they are yeah so when so to have her show up just as Sabrina runs her down snarls at her and snarls at her um yeah when she does that to Harvey you kind of yeah Harvey might be a little like um what's the word so Kind of brushes it off. Yeah, doesn't he, he doesn't he's, really... he's so easy going. He's just kind of like, "You're all right." Yeah. yeah. yeah why are you doing like you weirdo? Yeah. Why are you being like that's really okay? Whereas Valerie's really like, "Oh, maybe they don't like me after all." Yeah, oh. taking everything to yeah. heart. They, they've same. just been in a battle of the bands together. Yeah. Oh, but they ended up hating each other by the end, didn't they? So, that, yeah, uh, yeah. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, this is. I mean, obviously, she's putting her friends through the ringer a little bit in this episode. However, I think for the first time, it's not Sabrina's doing. It's no. something that's just an unfortunate incident that's happened yeah. to her. Yeah, actually, for once, for once, we don't actually blame Sabrina for the mishaps that are going on. We blame space. We blame yes, space. space. Fuck you, space. <laughs> Fuck you, fucking Saturn and your rings. <laughs> not, not the, not the uh, Britpop band from Liverpool, uh, best oh. known for the female species. It's all right, guys. It wasn't you. We know that. No, no, no. Absolutely, no. Yeah, the please. Cosmos. That's who we played. Yes, yes. not yes. the New York Cosmos, the uh, football team that <laughs> yeah. Pelly played for in the nineteen seventies. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the universe. We blame the universe. Yeah, and not Stephen Hawking's, yeah. and not the WWE universe. And his name's Stephen Hawking. Um, <laughs> Fuck me, not again. <laughs> Oh, poor bloke. So, yeah, so Valerie's been crushed a little bit, uh, but then obviously Libby kindly offers to buy them all desserts. Her treat. Oh, that's wonderful. How nice of you, Val says. Why don't you marry her? Sabrina responds. Which is a really great, petty uh, It's really great and petty, but again, like, Valerie, having been sort of put out by how rude Sabrina was to her, to have Libby, who is the nastiest to her of all, suddenly be really friendly and helpful towards her, She's, you know, she's sort of, she's been picked back up. She's on cloud nine, and then Serena just cuts her down again. Yeah. Clearly, that confidence for dummies is working. Yeah. Well, it's that um, it's Libby who offers to buy everyone dessert she as does. well. I mean, that is a peace offering and a half. I mean, free tapioca pudding. Oh. Yes, please. <laughs> free pistachio yogurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tapioca pudding and dessert in this. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah, it's the only desserts we've seen other than frozen yogurt. True. And, well, and it's not even pistachio, it's just the fact that it hasn't been cleaned yeah, for that a was while. Yeah, rust, oh. wasn't it? Ugh. In the corridor, a once every Blue Moon character, Emma, gets her outfit insulted by Libby's friends. However, Libby goes to apologise and comfort her and weirdly hug her. Uh, Sabs comes over, acts like a dick, and gets invited to them all. In fairness, the outfit that she is wearing is a bit... It's very conservative. Yes, and cheerleaders probably would be like, what the hell? Yeah. yeah. It's not the only um, sort of girl or outfit that Sabina insults because she walks past a, a pregnant woman. <laughs> a pregnant woman. A, pre- no, a pregnant, it's meant to be a teenager. Yeah. 
I don't think it's supposed to notice her evident baby bump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's totally, yeah, her outfit is, is it's clinging to, it's to it. To, it's totally there. The personality swap. The problem with it is... Oh, is this your first gripe? It's my only gripe, really. Oh, but it, it's, quite, it's quite central to the plot of the episode. I, I, I was going to say, I might be jumping on it's this. It's quite, quite a big one. Sabrina's a nice girl. Mm-hmm. She's generally good to people. She, mm-hmm. has, she has her moments of being a bit prickish or sort of, you know, abusing her powers, her magical powers. But she usually ends up atoning for any mishap. Yeah, involuntary sort of yeah. um, inconvenience and upset that her magic can sometimes cause. Yeah. She usually makes things right or feels bad. So she's a nice girl, but at the same time she's not over... You know, because Libby, Libby, with Sabrina's personality, is over-caring. She's like a she's, golden child. Yeah, she's, she's, very... she's like she's trying to help everybody to the point when a lot of people probably would be like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> do, you, do you ever... Is there any negative quality that you have? Do you ever get angry? What the hell is wrong with you? And that's not Sabrina. Yeah. Libby is just horrible to everybody all the time. Sabrina as Libby is exactly as Libby is. But Libby... With Sabrina's personality, isn't she? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I've, I maybe well, it's not a straight up personality swap because Sabrina goes to the far end of of the badness, the negativity, and obviously we see Libby at the far end of the goodness. Yeah. So maybe it's not a full on personality swap. It's just replacing the good qualities with bad qualities yeah, which the, is why we had that sparkly and then the dark and red yeah because yeah, so. Sabrina's yeah. body in the evil leaves Libby's body in the transfer uh, yeah, yeah because, so no, none of Sabrina's bad goes to Libby and none of Libby's good goes to Sabrina it's just see, the, because yes. um, you know Libby is horrible like Sabrina is more horrible than Libby is because yeah. Libby mm. will snigger with her friends but she won't go over to someone and just go your dress is awful yeah you know? She won't, she won't just outright insult people, she'll just talk. Well, she, she, she does from time to time. She does, but yeah. she, she mainly talks about it amongst her friends and yeah. stuff. Like, she, like when Sabrina's being Libby, she's walking around just going, <coughs> yeah, whatever, oh, look yeah. at her. Like, and Libby isn't that mean she's or more that just outright mean. She's sort of catty, whereas Sabrina as Libby is a full-on bully. Yeah. Because right? we know Libby does have a soft side, because her, 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 her gram-gram. Yeah, Gram Gram. Yeah, Gram Gram who died, died on the roller coaster. Exactly. exactly. Uh, so it's so we know Libby does have a, a, a good side, a soft side. So maybe, yeah, maybe that's what happened. But we can't be sure. We're speculating as we we, we, we watch it and say shit. Yes. <laughs> we watch it and we say shit. Sometimes that's, it sticks. That's our new slogan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Winner the Teenage Watch. <laughs> Where we watch it and we say shit. <laughs> At home, and Sabrina is acting a tad maliciously, like being rough with Salem, general rudeness, and practicing self-serving spells. One of the f- self-serving spells she makes the uh, the school sort of football star sort of grovel to her. And what I liked is he said something which is something we would say. He says, uh, says "Sabrina, I can't quarterback without you." Yeah, that's like something we'd say. Look, the quarterback or. Quarterbacking yeah. right there. Qu- quarterbacking away. <laughs> yeah. So I enjoyed that. Ba- ba- backing the quarter as he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, got a problem with it? Sabrina shouts. Moi? No, I try to take over the world, remember? So Salem is, is obviously enjoying it. Sabrina tells him to put a sock in it, causing Salem to cry and us to laugh, naturally. We're then treated to our first and hopefully last Sabrina being a bastard montage. 
You mentioned Real Big Fish earlier in the episode. Yes. This has a Scar soundtrack. It does indeed. Yeah. It, it makes Serena's bullying seem fun. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it? Which, relatively speaking, it is. I mean, she's not, she's not like, beating the shit out of anybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or making yeah. anybody's She's just stealing cans. Hell. Yeah. Uh, again, her spell uh, colours changed. Obviously, it's not sparkling purple and gold. It's now just dark red. It's red, like, like um, Sith lightsabers. Ooh, she's on the is. dark side, and we've already established the same universe. So, yeah, uh, I don't... I'm trying to think now whether uh, Aunt Vesta's magic was a different colour. She had a, her own special sassy magic noise, yeah. which is different to the um, to the good witches. But yeah, yeah, I'm trying to think whether she had a different colour. She might have done. But yeah, this is yeah, this is like a Sith yeah. colour. What colour was the uh, Wicked Wish... W- wicked Wished? Wicked Witch at the top of the beanstalk. Yeah, it was Diane's magic. What colour was that? I think I think it was a standard colour. I think I don't I don't remember the the colour of it sort of coming out. But then again, she might. I know she's wicked, but that's just like her way of life. Yeah. So. Whereas this is the literal embodiment of evil. We see Sabrina stealing cans from the cheerleaders, changing her test paper grade. You know, a job that a pen could do. Uh, scowling at Valerie and tripping up Libby before swapping out her cafeteria food for a prawn cocktail. Much to Mr. Craft's surprise. Oh, and she makes Mr. Craft declare to everyone in the cafeteria that the science club won the competition. But Sabrina corrects him and says it was all her. Yes. Because, well, it was. <laughs> so she's not lying, she's just being a bastard about it. And really, she's just highlighting the um, you know, the, the flaws in the whole competition for charity uh, aspect and it becoming yeah. about self-aggrandisement. So, yeah, I mean, again, that's probably accurate of how Libby, Libby would want Mr. Craft to declare to everyone that she's the best. Yeah. But then she no, probably no, would do it in, a, in a no, such a snidey way. Libby has an affiliation with the cheerleaders, so she wouldn't say that I am the best. She would say that the cheerleaders are the best. Actually, yeah, she'd say the cheerleader's the best, but then... In her own company, just with a cheerleader, she'd be like, you, you do know it was me that did it. Yeah. You're right. What I do like is how sort of grudging Mr. Kraft is to praise Sabrina and give her <laughs> yeah. the credit for it. Because if, if Libby did that, he'd be like, oh, oh yeah, look at Libby, isn't she great, everybody? But because it is still Sabrina, as far as he's aware, it's still the same person. She's just been acting a bit odd lately. So he, yeah, he's kind of like quite reticent to praise Sabrina because she is has kind of been the thorn in his side for so long. Yeah, he goes, on behalf of the camp food drives to be in. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, well, no, excuse me, everybody. Mr. Kraft would like to say something. Um, she's approached by Cece and Jill, who will make a nice return, uh, who tell her that no one ever liked Libby. They were just scared of her. But now everyone is scared of Sabrina, and she has the power to rule the school. And... Um... Jill manages to be seen in several scenes in this episode, and nobody talks about her nose job, so no. that's good. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, we've yeah. we've it's been referenced twice, but I guess another year people forgot about it now. She then dreams of being awarded plaques by everyone and having the school named after her. Yeah, in a pink princess dress with big poofy shoulder bits and, and a bit that blue goes eyes, on shadow. Way too long. Yeah. So way too long, and then the plaques coming left, right, and centre to the point. This is the thing, right? If she was getting, if she was le- queen of the school or whatever, and it was named after her, and people were awarding her plaques, surely she would have a plaque carrier. She wouldn't carry the plaques herself. Yeah, yeah. Because she's too important for carrying stuff now. Also, if you're going to have a long sequence of being handed plaques, have the plaques say something, something <laughs> yeah. funny. We don't see what's on the plaques. It's just literally... People handed her pieces of wood. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Just two minutes of Melissa Joan Hart just walking along, just getting... Just Grabbing getting, wood. Just yeah. Getting, yeah, just just, 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 gather, just gathering wood. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. What what should have happened is we should, same sequence, but have large, massive plaques up on the wall 
saying exactly what it is that the plaque is awarding. Yeah, and then cap it off with them changing the school to, you know, naming the school after yeah. what, Or what I thought is, I can't remember what the original thing's from, I've only seen it do skits on like Futurama and Family Guy, when there's someone walking, it's like pitch black around them, but there's like signs of like bars and pubs and yeah. clubs and yeah. stuff. Um, so it's just her walking, sort of all smiling in her outfit, and there's just they just keep fading in like what the plaques say. Yeah, yeah. or around newspaper up. headlines. Yeah, in. yeah. yeah. And it Sabrina spelled the most beautiful girl in Westbridge. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, things yeah. Like that. Uh, and it ends with Sabrina cutting the the red tape for the new uh, Sabrina Spellman ward at the local hospital. Yeah. yeah. That would have been good. Yeah. But instead, yeah, we get a... We, we get we get a holding wood. A sequence yeah. for too long of her being a lumberjack, effectively. Yeah. <laughs> In a pink dress. Yeah. Which Lovely. was fucking horrible. <laughs> Speaking of fucking horrible, she decacks Mr. Kraft. <laughs> she does. <laughs> and again, she still, she still hates Mr. Kraft as well, so there's... A, that is Sabrina's sort of uh, mentality remaining because obviously Libby and him are quite buddy-buddy, so yeah. Libby wouldn't do that to him. And Mr. Kraft isn't actually horrible to me, he just says, uh, Sabrina... You should, should be, be in class. class and walks away and she just sort of makes his belt not work and his pants fall down and then locks the door he tries to escape through so yeah. he can't even make a can't even uh, make a hasty exit and yeah. he has to waddle down the corridor I mean to be fair though everyone's laughing and he's like oh my god everyone can see my boxers however everyone has seen his ass when he mooned everybody when he was a uh, little bit craft that's true so he shouldn't really have any shame yeah <laughs> just be like it's not the worst you've seen but he probably doesn't remember that Back home and everything is having its molecules interfered with, including the kitchen sink, which opened up a black hole and sucked up all the food for the imminent violist gathering. Violist? Violist. <laughs> Violinist gathering, even. Yes. Um, well, including the is tea a violist kit. someone that violates people. Or somebody who plays viola rather than violin. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that yeah, might yeah, actually yeah. be the word. Violist. Or, or yeah. violist. Or, or violist. Yeah. Yeah. Spelt uh, the same. Spelt the same. Yeah. The, the most tragic thing is the tea cakes have all been sucked up. Oh. That's, that's not nice. <laughs> I love sucking me tea cake. I love tea cakes. But which ones are your favourites though? Chocolate tea cakes or like the fruit bun oh, tea the, cakes? The, 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 the fruit. Fruit, yeah. You, I can like put, f- you can put anything on that shit. It's oh, great. yeah. Yeah. Jesus, chocolate tea cakes. Well, I mean, like Get the, out. the Tunnock's tea cakes and stuff. Yeah, I know you know, I like them. Yeah. But no, my favourite. Oh, yeah, sort of a real tea cake tea is something that is a blank, a blank slate, but with but with currants in it that you yeah, can yeah. Uh, that you can you can spare jam or or, or marmalade. Or Do you know what's toasted? Oh, toast, toasted. Yeah. Oh, mm. mate, yeah. you could have savoury on it. You can have sweet on it. It's just it is. Oh, it's, would you be offended if on if our now. next recording we skip the bacon butties and I get some tea cakes? Toasted tea cakes. Mate, have you ever had bacon on a tea cake? No. I think now is the time then. <laughs> I don't think I can stretch the budget. <laughs> so bring the tea cakes, I'll bring the bacon. Yeah, we can, we can yeah. all, we can and we'll do that. Yeah. Well. I mean, Ooh. come on, it's, it's tea. Bacon tea cakes, they are delicious. Mm. Sorry, just doing a bit of admin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We normally do this off air, but now we're sorted out. Yeah. All but- I'm going to say, listeners, right? I don't care. This, this has to stay in now because you need to try bacon tea cakes. They are fucking delicious if we sound really bubbly in the next episode it's because we just have bacon tea <laughs> yeah. Sabrina comes home and fools Hilda and Zelda into thinking everything is alright with her but it's not is it boys because she's upstairs looking for a spell to take over the school Salem notices her sudden change in behaviour but instead of being the responsible adult we've seen he can be he encourages her to think globally why take over the school he says when you can take over the state he probably can't take over the world anymore being a cat, so he's going to live vicariously through Sabrina. And we, we learn later it's 30 years, so he's still got another 70 years of being a cat as well. Yeah. 
So next thing you know, they've mapped out a plan for Sabrina to become president by 6pm and appear on Larry King, did she say? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Salem does his evil laugh again. <laughs> Very seldom used, uh, Salem's evil laugh, which means when it appears, it is glorious. It's genuinely evil as well, yeah. I think, when he does use it. It's only for serious occasions, yeah. yeah. It's not flaunting, otherwise it's, it's not special anymore, no. is it? The violinists, not violists, uh, Marie and Claude arrive and have Claude, <laughs> fucking hell. And have afternoon tea around the piano, cracking jokes. He jokes. goes, uh, says, "Oh well, if only we were having Chinese, because then we could play chopsticks." <laughs> ha 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 ha! Classic Claude. The classic Claude. The people of Southeast Asia have suffered enough in this episode with the mirror <laughs> yeah, gag. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't make it don't, don't make it worse, Claude. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, Harvey and Libby rock up outside to see Sabrina. Hilda goes to answer the door and it vanishes. So she says it's just more of wacky Zelda's hologram science. And quite astounded by this effect. Yeah, the um, the door disappearing effect is great. I loved Wacky Zelda. <laughs> yeah. Wacky Zelda! Because she's probably the least wacky character in the show. <laughs> so her trying to pass herself off as a japester was funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, Zelda looked like she could possibly be a bit wacky because she was still a bit dishevelled from yes. the, the black hole opening. Yeah, but yeah, the door disappearing was, was amazing. And when Harvey walks through, it sticks his arm through because he's yeah. still a bit mystified by it. Uh, we head upstairs where Sabrina has already managed to recruit some stereotypical militiamen and Salem has found a teeny tiny hat. They're very similar to the militiamen we saw um, human Salem with in the uh, flashback to when yeah. he was apprehended. Mm. Sabrina then tells Salem to go frighten away her visitors because, you know, he's got teeth. However, when he gets downstairs, Libby picks him up and strokes him in a familiar way that makes him forget about everything. Yeah. Because he enjoys being... She strokes the familiar in she... a familiar way. Hey, 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 hey. Being off guard, he is unable to stop Zelda walking in on Sabrina, about to commence her mission. Just then, my favourite bit, a band of witch police just bound in through the linen closet and arrest Sabrina for plotting to take over the world. I'm sorry, but did they have a warrant? <laughs> right in front of the mortals. Yeah, so Hilda's taken them on a, a tour, uh, Marie and Claude are looking, and they're upstairs. And yeah, suddenly just these four police, uh, witch police just running, kind of like a clown car, running yeah. out of the linen closet. <laughs> <laughs> so... Running in and arresting Sabrina and these nine men. And, uh, yeah, they sort of just arrest her and they start bundling them all into the, the linen closet. And uh, Claude says, "What? where do all these police come from? And what does Hilda say? There's, There's a, a donut, donut shop upstairs. <laughs> Which means that they sit eating donuts, wearing their helmets. Yeah. <laughs> Ready to pounce. Yeah. But, yeah, so, yeah, that, that's something new. Why were they wearing the helmets? They weren't flying in on a, on, on hoovers. Maybe they could have been shot. I think they were like... Maybe like, I think it's supposed to be like they were like riot police because they were breaking up a militia. So yeah. I, I, I think that's what it was supposed to be. Then where were the riot shields? I don't know. They had cups, but oh, um, yeah, 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 they yeah. were ready to do some beatdowns. Yeah, but uh, I mean, we've we don't know if there's an attic in the house. It definitely looks like it could host one. Yeah, oh, there's definitely. There's, an attic. there's definitely. We've not seen it yet. We don't know what it's used for. We definitely know there's an attic. We definitely know there's a dungeon. Let's yeah. just leave it yeah. at that. Yeah, hopefully we'll find out what is actually uh, upstairs the upstairs anyway. Hilda and Zelda suspect Salem had something to do with it, but I didn't mean to do any wrong. He yes, was. you did, Salem. Yes, you did. <laughs> I love how I think he is genuinely upset about he's, this. Like, he's crying like a child. He's genuinely upset, but at the same time, like, he totally did do wrong. 
and yeah, he yeah. totally loved every second of it right up until he got caught. Yeah, he he had an inkling that something was awry and he made the most of it. Yeah. The Spellmans ain't got no time for Salem shit as her tri- as Sabrina's trial starts in five minutes. That is a quick-ass turnaround. It is. Yeah, there is evidently not the red tape in uh, the, the witch judicial system. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, so you yeah. get arrested, you get put on trial. There is no yeah. need to gather yeah. evidence or anything like that or question witnesses. No, yeah. straight in. Straight away, <laughs> straight away hang the bastards. And that's how it should be, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should bring back capital punishment. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. National, and national service. Yeah, so yeah, a little uh, little grim, but no, very efficient in the uh, in the witches of a judicial system anyway. Uh, we head to the courtroom to see Henry Gibson reprise his role as the witch's judge. Yeah, and he's dead. And he's dead. I'm, gl- I'm glad, though, that um, it wasn't just someone else playing the judge. It was someone who, who looked familiar, so yeah. I enjoy. Um, so, yeah, so Henry Gibson is ready to uh, sentence Sabrina. And because Sabrina says that his wig looks silly, he's like, I, I've had enough of that shit, and sentences her to 100 years as a cat. And uh, to the, the rest of the Witches' Council agree and applaud and yeah. cheer. And that clearly is the going rate for trying to take over the world. Yeah. that's the exact uh, sentence Salem received. Yeah, I mean, I wonder what's so special about being a cat, because it's not the worst thing. Because we've seen a newt, obviously. Yeah. So it's not the worst thing you could be turned into. So I mean, which is, is it familiars? humiliating being a cat, maybe? Uh, well, know. no. Which is familiar? You've got newts, you've got cats, you've got owls. Llamas, um, we said. Llamas. Yeah. Uh, rats. Uh, rats. So... You know, like, out of like, toads, toads. Mm. Out of all of them, I'd prefer to be a cat. To be honest yeah. with you, yeah. Well, actually, no owls because they can fly. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. So maybe, maybe like the the, the sort of more my also quite a serious crime. Clearly, you have to commit in order to be turned into an animal. Yeah, but maybe owls are sort of like the mildest kind. Maybe because you're only plotting to take over the world, you get to become a cat. If you yeah. committed mass murder, maybe that's when you'd become a, a, to- a toad or a newt. Or yeah, whatever. that's true. Which yeah. suggests that Newt, the the um, was the, the lizard that we met who had been one of Salem's um, supervillain buddies, possibly did a lot worse shit than Salem. That's very true. Yeah, but on Salem's command, I would presume. Well, yeah, he pr- he promised him. Well, he was he may have carried out Salem's deeds. Yeah, he yeah, may, yeah. He may have been done by the hand of Newt. Mm. Um, and he promised him uh, Denmark, of course. Yeah, he yeah, did, yeah. Did, yeah. Salem all talked, we reckon, then? I reckon he could not, does not have the stomach, because he's, you know, he's quite a sensitive soul, as, as we yeah, see. Yeah, he's, qu- he's a bit of a wimp, isn't he? Yeah, he doesn't have the stomach to actually follow through on his actions himself. He just has the cunning and the manipulative skill to get other people to do it for him. Yeah. But as ever, we're taking note on all this, all these little tidbits of information that we um, are accumulating as the show goes, and they will all be incorporated into Salem Origins yes. when it comes to be. Yes, when it comes to be. And uh, I think it will. It I will. think it will. It will More on that at a later date. Uh, so Salem is still at home sobbing that he wants his old Sabrina back. However, as a typical bloke, he's just like he's just about to forget her and focus on Libby instead. Yes, <laughs> he liked the way Libby stroked him. Uh, instead, though, he realizes that the sunspots have indeed affected Sabrina, and he must save the day in a, uh, a return of that effect of the, um, the thought bubble. Yeah, and yeah. he starts going, "Hmm, Libby." Sabrina, and then he changes, and he's yeah. like, "Oh my god, I must save the day." I kind of like the thought bubbles because they're just so corny. Yeah, like, I do. Yeah. I do like them. I think they, they, yeah. they suit a show like this. You see them in some other shows where they don't belong, but um, yeah. I think it, I think I think it works. The, the sort of the tacky, sort of uh, cheesy effect. 
but I can open the door, he says. He tries to make the most of the instable molecules, but his head just gets stuck in the door. So that was quite funny. It was a yeah, nice touch. Quite, quite clever as well. How they, I mean, it's probably superimposition, but yeah, I quite like the puppet head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> On the front of the door. And you see, in, in the next scene, we see Salem, obviously, it's real cat, and he pulls his head out. So he, yeah, he's definitely stuck his head to the door. Yeah. Or unless there was a hole and they sort of superimposed the door over it. I don't yeah, know. I don't know. But yeah, interesting way of doing it. But yeah, it's very funny, his, his head getting stuck. He does come up with another idea, though. He makes a call to Other Realm Pizza. 30 seconds or it's free. Yeah. Very good service. Everything and one... happens super quick in the Witch Realm, evidently. Yeah, every... Trials, pizza delivery, stat. Yeah. Ooh, awesome. They must get a lot done. Yeah. A lot less bureaucracy, I guess. They live, they live for hundreds of years, and anything they want comes to them in instants. <laughs> the drop of a hat, what and then got a pizza. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Only have a service like that so, over here. So anyway, uh, Rivers Cuomo from Weezer comes and delivers him his pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Delivery Man rocks up uh, and he makes a dash for the door. Just in time too, as Jimmy the Executioner was just about to uh, turn Sabrina into a cat. And he is the same uh, Executioner, if you can call him that, because he's not actually killing them. Uh, the Cat- Catacutioner? A felinator. Felineator, that's Feline the one. Yeah. He's dressed like a medieval executioner with like the hood over yes, his, yeah. uh, his uh, face. And, and he's built like a brick shit house. Yes. yes. When he actually just has this stick with a cat head on the end of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I like that little touch. <laughs> um, and uh, Salem recognises uh, Jimmy because it's the same executioner. Yeah, he just goes, he goes, stop, don't touch your hair on this innocent blonde head. And uh, uh, yeah, the judge says, uh, who is this? Salem Saberhagen. I turned him into a cat 30 years ago. Oh, hey, Jimmy. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> best best um, yeah. sequence in the episode, definitely. Yeah, I was trying to see, because this guy was so built, I was trying to see if it was like a famous wrestler or something, but no, it's, it's unfortunately a uh, no one of, of note anyway. Salem's evidence seems to have worked, though, as Sabrina comes home to find Harvey and Libby eagerly awaiting to see her. Zelda is just about to cast a spell, but Hilda reminds her that she can't do it in front of mortals, or M-O-R-T-A-L-S. Because they can't spell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you just say Mortals. They are high school students, after all. They should be able to spell. <laughs> yeah. uh, so she just clatters the pair together, the old-fashioned way, and their personalities switch back. And to make things better, Libby, the gobby she-devil, walks into the front door, thinking it was a hologram. <laughs> Justice is served. Yeah. The credits roll, and everything is all back to normal. And Salem is inside the pizza box, eating himself into an early grave. I mean, we've had, what, a giant fish... And a giant pizza. Oh, yeah. Both in this episode. Both in this episode, yeah. I would have liked to have seen him eat the pizza. I wanted to see pieces of pizza falling out of his mouth. (laughs) We saw pieces of fish. I want to see everything fall out of his mouth. Maybe the new animatronic puppet is capable of so much more chewing, I think he has a full digestive system. The the Kyoto (laughs) brothers, they they are thorough. They are thorough. (laughs) Or thorough, if you're American. If they can make... In Team America, if they can make that puppet... Puke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe we'll see true. Salem do that. Overeats too much. Make a puppet puke. They had extensive guts, didn't they? Um, yeah. For, for the the battle scene at the end. So yeah, they're, they're definitely thorough. One word: diarrhea. That was uh, episode nineteen when teens collide. Gentlemen, did we enjoy this episode? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I liked the return of the witch police. I liked Salem's world domination uh, instincts uh, rearing their heads. I thought Melissa Joan Hart and Jenny Lee Green both did very well playing sort of opposite characters. Yeah, they, they might not. Play. As you said, they might not have strictly been true opposites. Uh, but in the way that we thought about it, I think yeah, I think they both played complete 
polar opposites to yeah. each other very, very yeah. well. It was nice. Did you enjoy the twist on, like, I just, I, I just say the Freaky Friday. I don't know what the original is. I think Freaky Friday, yeah. The original Freaky Friday is fucking old. So oh, oh, it, actually, yeah, it is, yeah, actually, well, isn't I'm, it? Yeah. I'm be surprised with that is not the first people to ever have that idea, but it's definitely the best known example. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, it, I think it was all handled very well because it wasn't, as we were saying, it wasn't the stereotypical thing of the... They weren't trapped in each other's bodies, and indeed they weren't exactly. They didn't literally become each other. Mm-hmm. It was just they became good and evil. Yeah, over exaggerated uh, each other's personalities. Yeah. So, I think it was a reasonably original take on what is quite a tired concept, even in the nineties. They did <laughs> yeah. it quite well. So yeah. Yeah, uh, and Chris, this is the last episode of season uh, of our season two disc three. Oh yeah. So we're you know we're nearing the end of season two. How does this episode play in with ones that we've seen so far? Do you think do you think this season has found found its rhythm as such? Have you enjoyed the last disc of episodes? Um, I haven't. I haven't. It, it, it got a bit samey. I mean, overall, I'd say season two is get it is better than season one in terms of my ratings. I think I'm giving season two consistently higher numbers in my rankings but uh, this episode in itself I just again I'll go back to my previous point where I feel like it could have been like a short TV movie or a one hour special Mm -hmm. there was so much more it could have given no, oh, I, I agree. But uh, no, overall, I think a strong, a strong episode. Anyway, yeah. Again, just like the last one, no, no sort of memorable laugh out loud moments. But I think an enjoyable episode to sit through. Again, script was strong, characters were strong. And I think it was interesting to see a different side to uh, our actors that we've now seen for you know thirty, nearly forty episodes. Yeah. So yeah, no, I think I think a good strong episode, which uh, very much enjoyed. But that's what I think anyway. It's we don't care about what me and Graham think. We care only, only specifically what Chris thinks and he is our rank master so at the end of every episode he tells us what this episode deserves and uh, so episode 19 Chris when teens collide what are you giving it? I didn't enjoy it as much as the last episode it was a solid episode but it was better than normal the script had legs this concept had legs it had potential I can see it there was aspects I wasn't happy with so I think I am going to have to put it Six violists playing chopsticks. Okay, six violists playing chopsticks. Graham, do you agree with that uh, that string combination? I would. I, I would actually. I, I, I would. I would say six is about right. Slightly above average. Yes. And we've already talked about demons quite a bit, but I'm not bothered about evoking another one. I'm going to agree. I'm going to say six. So. God, David himself is going to sprout anytime soon. Would you like to know the name of uh, our first episode of Disc 4, gentlemen? Okie dokie. Okay. Yeah, sure. See what you get from this one. Episode 20, My Nightmare, The Car. Well, there's the film My Mother, The Car, mm-hmm. which I believe is about some, someone's mother's like spirit possessing their car. Right, yeah. Um, but I reckon that's just a title inspiration. I think Sabrina does finally get to drive... But there is some magical shenanigans to do with her car that, that make it more more trouble than she than she bargained for. Yeah, um, Chris, similar thoughts or something completely far fetched? I think I'm gonna have to jump on jump on similar thoughts to that. But I'm gonna add the twist of Sabrina gets a car from the other realm, and like the furniture, it talks. Yeah, from other realm autos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, Although, bet- yeah. but between the two of you, you've pretty much got yeah. the episode right there. Uh, yes, Graham certainly knows his 1965 TV shows. Yeah. Uh, so oh, my- it was a TV show, I thought it was a film. So. <laughs> right. I clearly didn't know it too well. No, well, yeah. uh, My Nightmare the Car. Uh, Sabrina and Valerie share a car that Sabs gets from the other realm. However, it's a talking one that takes a shining to our teenage witch. The inspiration behind this is a 1965 TV show, My Mother, The Car, a, sh- a show about the relationship between a man and his mother who has been reincarnated as a car yeah. that he drives around. That's right. A show that inspired Knight Rider. I was going to say, yeah, it's Kit, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much the early days of Kit, but Kit is a is a 60-year-old woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to introduce you to my parents. This is my mother. <laughs> and this is my father. <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Dershowitz. <laughs> <laughs> who would you like to voice the car? I don't know who it is that voices the car, but who would make a good car voice? <laughs> yeah. It's a car male or female. Willem Dafoe. <laughs> hey, Sabrina, come for a ride. <laughs> It'd be good if someone from like the Herbie films voiced it, but I don't know. Well, Herbie didn't talk, of course. Yeah, he, he, he beeped. He beeped, um, didn't he? Beeped. Richard Gear, because cars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. okay. That's... You know what, Angela Lansbury? Yeah, Ooh. she'd be. Oh, she she'd would be, be a great one. She'd be a great car. She'd, she'd have to be something very old and British and classy. She'd have to be like a Bentley or something. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine if it's Dick Van Dyke? Fucking hell. What? I can't! Sabrina, a boot boy! Sabrina the Teenage Watch is available in many different formats, so whether you're listening to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, or iTunes, please leave us a comment or a review. Your support means we get more listeners. And it means our hard work is not going to waste. And we can look at ourselves in the mirror. If you want to contact us or keep up to date with our episodes, you can follow us on Twitter at Sabrina Watch. And you can find us on Facebook. Just search for Sabrina the Teenage Watch and there we shall be. And thank you to you for listening wherever you are. And remember, may every little thing you do be be magic. magic.